Welcome to Mac and Mike in the Morning. I'm Mike. And I'm Mac. And we're in the morning. Um, first, we want to thank our sponsors today. Um, we've taken a brief break, and now we're back. Thank you our spon- thanks to our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. You have enabled us to make more podcasts. Please send us more money. Please. We're begging you. Um, so thanks to JimmyJobs.me. Jimmy Jobs is my favorite website for movie quotes and movie recommendations. What about you, Mike? It's also my favorite movie quotes and movie recommendation site. In fact, the other day, I actually watched a new movie, and it was on Jimmy Jobs on me. on Jimmy Jobs on me. Oh, maybe we should reach out to Jimmy Jobs on me and let him know. Yeah, maybe he needs to update. What you is know he what watching I also right like now? to use Jimmy Jobs for? Not to cut you off. Cut me off. I use Jimmy Jobs for suggested profile pictures. If I'm like, oh, I might need a new profile picture, sometimes I'll go to jimmyjobs.me and look for one. What is your current profile picture right now, actually? Oh, it's old. It's from um, It's from back when Christine and I went apple picking with her in-law. Well, I guess they're my in-laws or her, her uh, relatives. Probably like two years ago now. She keeps saying I need to update my profile picture, actually. You do. I mean, uh, it used to be face swap. That's right. It, it, it confused everybody. <laughs> it used to be baseball. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, but you can you have some headshots that you got taken. I did. Yeah, I I, I, did, I did get some headshots taken. Uh, I haven't done anything with them yet. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Maybe update your LinkedIn. Maybe I will, honestly. Um, and I guess we'll thank our second sponsor. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Michael Caldor. He hails from Michigan. Go blue. Hail blue. Go blue. Um, best wishes to him. Speedy recovery. I saw he was already on a elliptical. I, I saw that as well. He's ellipticizing, which is great news. We're happy that he's back in action. Yeah, I saw him actually. He was uh, on crutches. Um, actually, was he on crutches or is he on a scooter? Oh, I hope he was on a scooter. I've always envied people with the scooters. Well, I think he was on a scooter because I was walking with him and he's going really quick and I had a hard time keeping up with him. Was it motorized or no? No, he was just going. He's just a quick guy. Oh. Yeah. Um, so uh, get well soon. Um, we hope to see you again on the podcast. Yeah. Also, thank you, uh, Dr. Jonathan Michael Caldor, for your advice on OpenGL. We need to render those rasters. And I don't think it's binding if we put it on the podcast. I also don't think it's binding. Yeah. <laughs> I think the podcast is just a free-for-all. Anything it goes, really. just exists in this, like, um, realm of, like, non-existence. Have you ever read the Chronicles of Narnia? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, let me think of another example. Um, SpongeBob SquarePants? I have read SpongeBob or SquarePants. Or seen Sun- SpongeBob SquarePants? I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. No. Well, um, it takes place, like, under the sea, and it, like is this imaginary world, but mm-hmm. then they also have, like, presence of, like, sometimes people, like, grab him yeah, into the yeah. real world, and he's, like, a real sponge. Yeah. Um, but this analogy doesn't work really well with SpongeBob, but the idea where this podcast exists in a <laughs> bubble of reality where it doesn't actually exist in reality. <laughs> I love this analogy. I, I, it's, it's honestly perfect. Where, like, time and space actually don't affect anything going on in the podcast. Right. 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 Um, so in, in Narnia, what happens is they go, they find this like secret closet that they go into this like magical oh, I've world. Seen the movies. Oh, okay. Then you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. They go into this magical world. The wardrobe. The wardrobe. Yeah. And the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. Okay. The wardrobe. Yeah. Uh, they go into this. Yeah. And 
time and space is not no longer a thing. They're like in this old their own world, and when they come back, it's like, oh, only like one second had elapsed. What's his name? Mister something. Aslan. <laughs> Mister Aslan. No, no, no. The the goat or the billy goat. Oh, I don't remember. You know what you know what I'm talking about? I know who you're talking about. I don't remember. It's like Mr. Robbins or something. Let me look this up. Chimes. Maybe it is chimes. Um, goat from Narnia. Mr. Tumnus. Oh, right, right, right. It's Mr. Tumnus. Um, we were talking about uh, government. Oh, right. Government. I forget whether or not we trailed off. or Well, because we were talking about it, and then we needed to do introductions. Yeah, but did we ever wrap up that conversation? No. I don't think we did. I think you were saying something about the founding fathers who have designed uh, the government in such a way as to prevent rule by mob. Yeah. So um, this is something I've been thinking about lately in terms of, like, okay, is the current form of government – one, you have a, a the United let's, States government. Yeah, let's start as a baseline, right? Sure. In terms of like, okay, take a country, any ar- arbitrary country, right? It has Australia. I I meant more in the abstract. Okay. Okay. Um, but a country. Um, Australia 2.0. It has Australia 2.0. Uh, well, you know, funny thing about Australia, it, it was a nation of like felons, right? <laughs> oh right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I have heard that. So, you know, you take a country, right, that has a set, uh, like, demographic in terms of, like, people, right? Um, what is the best, you know, if you were to start from day one of a country, what is the best um, government to set up for that people in order to achieve some optimization of some metric? Yeah, I guess um, my question is what are you optimizing for? Probably depends on that, right? Right. If you're optimizing for people's happiness – Okay. It could be one thing. If you're optimizing for the progress of that society, it could be another thing. Right. So with you, th- so one. What should we? Be what op- should we be optimizing for? Right. So that's my question to you. What? <laughs> don't don't throw don't. <laughs> well, I have an answer. So. <laughs> so here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna flounder around for two minutes, trying to figure out my thoughts, and then you're gonna come back. Wham! Perfect answer. Everyone's gonna think I'm I'm a loser because I don't know how to answer this question. No. All right. I'll give it a shot. Well, do I mean you go first? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've been thinking about this. Uh, I'm not necessarily settled on, on an answer, um, but uh, you can you could put as a proxy for most things uh, is something like economic growth. So like GDP growth over year over year or something um, in terms of how uh, – I, I don't want to say happy because it's such a bad yeah, word for this. <laughs> but um, I think if you look at most of – the history of the U.S. government, um, it has been optimizing for this. Yeah. So Um, this is what's surprising to me is it sounded like you had like a new slash innovative way, innovative metric to choose around which to optimize, I should say. But it seems like this is the one that everyone's familiar with is you optimize for like economic growth. Oh, that's interesting. So you've already discovered this. That we optimize for economic growth? Yeah. I feel like that's pretty well known, right? So you think that, that that's actually the role of government is to optimize for the country's <laughs> economic growth? I think that's the current role of the, of the current government for, like, the last N years. Do you think that – okay, so, okay, let's let's hold that. Let's hold that pin down. Sure. Do you think that the current form of government, let's say, in the States, in the United States, is best optimized for economic growth? 
of the nation. See, this is the part, the, like the possibility space is so large that it's hard to say it's optimal currently. Like, there's so many right. different ways you could you could set up government. Okay, yeah, I think we, I think most people agree. Yeah, um, this is where I need to be better at history. So you have the historical advantage. I have no historical me. advantage. Well, you know a lot more about history, so <laughs> you have more examples to draw from and more anecdotes. I'm just over here making stuff up. So that, so do you think there's a purpose of history, like for people to know history then? That's going to be my new favorite quote. Do you think there is a purpose for history? Right. Because um, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people, I don't know if necessarily are either agree with that or know as much about the history of the world or civilizations. But also at the same time, like a lot of history is written by the victors. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I had no thought. I, I don't know where he's going. My, my, my thoughts about history is that there's just too much of it for any one human to like I mean, eventually, I guess if you study enough, you can start to draw into it. Like, really what you're trying to do with, like, historical data is be able to draw intuition from it and then extrapolate, right? I feel like machines are pretty good at doing this. So if we could just, like, teach a machine history, it could probably extrapolate in the right directions for us. Well, it depends on what you want to get out of it, I guess. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, Well, like, like what I imagine is, like, some prologue type, like, uh, I don't know, just, like, solver or some question, like, if we do this type of government, what would happen or like what could happen? And then you could just like plug it into the computer and be like mm, running zillion simulations based on past data. Don't do that. That seems a bit too robotic. Well, I like to think that that's what humans do when they're making decisions is they base their, their decisions on historical data. And I feel like we have really bad memories. We also misremember things. Not only do we not remember them, we misremember them. So we don't always draw the right conclusions. Yeah, but we internalize a lot of it and it's then subconsciously. Right. It's like that intuition bit. Yeah. I feel like machines could get better at intuition than humans could. Um, yeah. Or they could just like... They... <laughs> That's, my, that's, that's, that's uh, the reason why I'm saying this about history is because I don't like memorizing historical facts. It's like too much rote, just like, because you have to know all the data in order to internalize it and uh, to like develop the intuition. Well, you just internalize it when you like read it. That takes effort. <laughs> you have to like decide you want to remember something and then remember it. Uh, yeah. Like what I've done up up until now, unless it's been part of like an academic test. Usually, when I hear something, some historical fact that. I know can be like queried elsewhere. I just like load shed. I'm like, okay, if I ever need to remember that or look that up, I can always Google for it. Yeah, I'm not not necessarily disagreeing in terms of like, there's no purpose to knowing random historical facts unless you want to win at like bar trivia one night. Mm. But um, like deriving um, a lesson or deriving something from it and whatever you derive from it is... Yeah, very, I guess, personal. Um, but I feel like this is what a computer is good at, right? It like can, can uh, basically crunch all the numbers and spit out like weights or like, <laughs> I don't know, like, <laughs> well, very, like coefficients. Uh, and then like, you're like, okay, we have like the, uh, the coefficients for history. And well, I'm very skeptical because computers are just very bad at um, doing this. Currently. Currently, currently sure. Give it like 30 years and computers will be able to do this well that's what the terminator it's an ai uh, event horizon right yeah, or something right 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 uh what is it called it's not event horizon it's um the uh singularity yeah there, yeah, we there go. you go AI singularity. i was nearly there i was gonna say infiniums when when do you think the ai singularity is gonna occur you said 30 years 30 years i give it 30 years 
I'll still be alive. That sucks. Well, maybe not. No, actually, I don't think I'm going to make 50, so I'm good. <laughs> maybe 30 years is a little optimistic, right? That's what they were saying in 1970 or 1960, actually, in the AI7. Do you remember? Yeah, he was like, yeah, AI will be solved in like 10 years yeah, or something. Right. Yeah. Just program all the things. things and, yeah. Yeah. Although I feel like, I don't know, we're slowly generalizing, right? So eventually more and more will be generalized. I gave it 30 years. I'm going to stick with my pr- prediction. 2050. Uh, oh, man. 2050. That seems so, like, really soon. It is pretty soon, actually. Okay. Well, speaking of time, I'm going to segue now. Go ahead. Speaking of time, uh, we have not had a new podcast in, like, three weeks now. All oh, right. This three is weeks? what you wanted to talk about. Um, it feels much longer than three weeks. Does it? It feels so much longer than three weeks. Oh, wow. So what's gone on in three weeks? All right, I'm going to go on a Mike... Uh, Mike Grant. Mike Adventure Story Time. Can we, uh, can we do like a little intro for Mike Adventure Story Time? I'll have to make a new one, yeah. Yeah, could you? Okay, sure. Cool. We'll make a new one. Mike Adventure Time, starting now. So... Uh, what did we do the week before Thanksgiving? I think it was the week of the midterms. No. The week before Thanksgiving? I know what I did. I don't know what you did. So let me pull out my phone right now and check the calendar. Because I remember we were just like, nah, it's not going to work. Oh, right, you were busy. You couldn't do it on Thursday or something. I couldn't do it on Wednesday or something. Yeah. Because I was flying on Thursday. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so hold on. Let's back up for you listeners. Uh, I don't think we recorded a new podcast after the midterms because we the last episode that we recorded was about Beto O'Rourke, and he oh, lost. Right, right. Though, do you hear he's going to possible 2020 run really? for president? Not surprised. Uh, Poor well, guy. Yeah, he sweats a lot. I did hear he sweats a lot. Um, so we missed the midterms. Uh, I don't know if it's probably too late for hot takes on that. <laughs> never too late. It's never too late for hot takes. Um, and then the week after, I was supposed to run a race, except I got really sick. Oh, I got right, right, right. super sick that week. Yeah. But I ended up flying out to the Bay Area. The Bay Area was on fire. The worst air quality index in the world. I heard this. That week. Yeah, I heard this was really bad. I was staying over at my friend's Tamora's apartment, and when I woke up, his whole apartment smelled like smoke. Really? Yeah. Oh my it was God. walking around. It like was a literal hellscape in oh San Francisco. God. That's insane. It was insane. The entire area was insane. Uh, I didn't have a mask, so I just like <laughs> breathed in all that pollution. It's basically Chernobyl. Um, oh but I mean, granted, it was bad, but you know, it probably was way worse near the wildfires. So. True. That's uh, uh, unfortunate. Um, so that week I was out in San Francisco, didn't really run my 5K because I got really sick, was, had to breathe in bad air. Maybe that's what got you sick. No, I was sick before I left, remember? Mm. That, we also I didn't do. do a podcast that week for I don't know what reason. I was sick. Maybe that's what it was. You yeah, know, I was sick, sick. Because of the air quality. Um, then the week of Thanksgiving, um, so I flew out to Hong Kong with my family. That's right. We spent it in Hong Kong. Um, new experience. And I am. And I am. Everything's new experience on I am. Um, that's why time went so slowly. I kind of wish I was there in the wildfire in San Francisco with you. Just kind of experienced that. Um, I don't think there was much to experience after the first day. I think it's weird that Timor has never invited me to his apartment. Yeah, our friend Tamor, it's kind of weird that he yeah. hasn't invited you. Anyways, back to your NIN. Back to my NIN. Uh, I went to Hong Kong. Uh, first time there. First time that I remember that I was there. Yeah. Uh, it's a crazy city. Um, 
I'm curious to know about public transport. A lot of new experiences. Um, I'll I'll, t- I'll I'll okay, come back. Right, to, right, I'll come back right, to right, that. Okay. I'm not ignoring okay, you. I'm just okay. coming. I'm just gonna finish my adventure story time. Um, then you can a- then you can interview me about Hong Kong. Okay. All right. Great. Um, and then I came back. And sorry, I'm dragging. <laughs> you're merganing right now. I'm merganing. You're right. I, actually, you're right. Um, yeah. So then, so back. So three weeks feels like two months or something. It feels like I've been gone forever. Also, the jet lag is real. It's uh, quite a ways away. Uh, yeah, the world. I think that actually makes it feel like time has gone like just all out of sorts because your body's just like all out of sorts. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so I'll tell tell you about public transit now. Um, it's transport. amazing out there. Transport. Yeah. Um, how do they transport the public? How do they transport the public? Well, so they have uh, subways. Um, well, they yeah. have buses. Yeah. They have uh, the tram, or as they call the ding ding. Nice. Um, so the buses, one double decker buses, just like in London, mm. they run so many of them, but they're amazing. Um, people are so organized out there, like at the bus stop. They're they like, have to be right, right? Because yeah. there's like seven million people in like a area like super dense, smaller yeah. than New York. Really? I think so. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, and the people like line up pretty orderly, like. They have lines on the sidewalk that, like, have the bus route number on it. Yeah. And people, like, line up in those lines to get onto the bus. Yeah. Um, and this is, I guess, not surprising, but they're really, like, respectful of, like, their elders and, like, old people. So, like, every single time an older person came on the bus, they, like, always gave up their seat. Mm. Um, uh, it's a much sort of older in terms of, like, median age society. And mm. it's pretty interesting to see. It's a lot different than New York in terms of there's, like, a lot of people who have just, like, lived in Hong Kong for their, like, lives. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, Did most people speak Mandarin? Uh, no, most people sp- spoke uh, Cantonese. Yeah. Um, but it was very um, English-heavy. I mean, this is one thing I didn't know. Really? Was that um, Hong Kong was, like, didn't exist before, like, Britain took over the port and, like, Britain, like, built out the city. And so... Like, all the street signs have, like, English on them. All the buses, when they announce their stops, also announce in English. Um, That must have made it really easy for you. Oh, yeah, everything was super easy. I mean, I also understood most of the, like, conversational Cantonese. So it was, like, it was probably the, it was actually the uh, uh, only, I guess, foreign country that I've been to, besides, like, Canada, right, where it felt, like, completely (laughs) comfortable, like, in language and getting around. Oh, that's Um, cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, it was a huge uh, cash economy, actually. I thought you were gonna say huge bombshell. <laughs> no, I don't have any this week. That surprises me. I always pictured Hong Kong as very like high tech, like. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, smartphone, credit card. Yeah, it's a huge um, financial hub. Like you know whatever, and yeah. everything. A lot of cash transactions. Um, uh, yeah, and that was it. The subway was amazing. Talking, coming back to the transportation. Yeah. Um, the trains were again. People lined up. You know how like the subway here. Uh, mad rush. Mad rush to the doors. Actually, they do this at um, the BART too in the Bay Area. Okay. I was in Berkeley, and people were just like standing like in lines, at the entrances to the BART cars that's so surprising right and i'm like what are people doing because i showed up like a i showed up <laughs> and i stayed on the platform like in between lines yeah. I'm like, what why is everybody so it took me like three minutes to figure <laughs> they, out they I'm knew like, you're from new york like right away yeah like, oh, this guy. and then i wanted to like jump the line because you know the doors open <laughs> i just wanted to like get in yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man 
Uh, yeah, but uh, the subways are amazing. Um, uh, they are like timed timed well. Um, uh, they have cool signs um, in the train. Like electronic, like yeah. So they have like a whole map of the the whole subway map, That's cool. and each light has a station on it. Okay. And when you approach a station, what it'll show you in a different color that lights up all the other stations that a transfer at the station will get you to. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's so really cool. That, so I was like, that's a really cool way. I thought of like, and it didn't require any sort of like listening for something right, or like, right. or like reading something, right? So even if you don't understand the language, you could still like figure out. I need to get to this stop. This is what I have to do. Yeah. The other cool thing that was a little small thing, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you chime in on whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> um, they had uh, lights that said um, this like station, this this side door or other side door. Oh, right. Okay, and so okay. you, you know how sometimes you approach a station and you don't know which side you're getting. <laughs> it's on? the worst when you're facing the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone knows you're facing the wrong way except you. And yeah, you make a fool out of yourself. Um, but yeah, I had a great time in Hong Kong with my family. Um, uh, uh, a really long plane ride both ways, 16 hours. Um, luckily, the new Pokemon game came out on Switch, and I played a lot of that. And you didn't tell our viewers you fly first class nowadays. Uh, no, I did not. I thought you said you use the sponsorship money to buy first. That's class. right. Uh, sponsorship money does <laughs> does get me first class. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of Matt. Maybe Matt flew first class to Boston. Oh wow! Or maybe he just got upgraded to like economy plus. Well, he's pretty tall. Yeah, one of the two. Hmm. That's awesome. I'm happy you had a good time. What would you say is your favorite meal that you had while you're in Hong Kong? Ooh, favorite meal. Um, we ate I'm a lot. I'm just curious because I feel like the cuisine is probably so different from what I'm used to. Well, have you ever had dim sum yeah. here in New York? Yeah. Where'd you go? I don't remember the name of the place. Did you go to some place in Chinatown? No. It was someplace over here. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, there is a dim sum place right near our office in New York. Yeah, you know it's what called uh, Tim Ho Wan. Yeah, okay, okay. It's funny because there's a Tim Ho Wan in Hong Kong. That's where it started. Oh, really? And it's the uh, one of the uh, cheapest Michelin-starred restaurants. It's a one, one Michelin-starred restaurant. I think it used to be. I think it still is the cheapest one-star Michelin uh, restaurant. It was good when we went. Uh, okay. Oh, was it not actually? In New York? Yeah. No, I think there are better places for dim sum in New York. Really? Yeah. Well, we should go sometime. In, I've heard a lot um, of good things about Tim Ho Wan, though. Uh, so, for okay. instance, that was the first place I had chicken feet. With Long Yu. With Long Yu and Tim Long Yu Tier, uh, in Tim Ho Wan. Um, Did you have chicken feet at Tim Sum? I have had chicken feet. Yeah, I had it one time in Hong Kong, but it was boneless. So. Boneless chicken feet? <laughs> Wait, how does that even work? I don't know. Actually, <laughs> it, it was very um, like cartilage, like yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, I'm getting the heebie-jeebies just like watching you make motions. Uh, but no, I had the, uh, 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 some like really good noodles. Um, RGNs. What? Really good noodles. Really good noodles. RGNs. RGNs. <laughs> I like you had that so quickly prepared. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is what I do sometimes is I'll, I'll acronymize like the worst things. Anyways. Yeah. So really good noodles. Um, RGN. RGNs. RGNs. <laughs> uh... Uh, uh, really good wontons, wonton noodles. Mm -hmm. Really good, really good dim sum. Uh, really good buns. Um, like, <laughs> oh, okay, hold on, hold on. Because uh, RGP. <laughs> yes. Um, do you know what kanji is? No. 
Um, I've heard it before. I don't remember what it is, though. So uh, how would I describe kanji? It's like um, rice soup. Okay. You boil water with rice in it. Sure. Um, and uh, you can put, like, all different, like, stuff in it. So, like, pork, beef, seafood, or whatever you want. Yeah. Um, so I had a bunch of kanji. Usually it's a morning thing, so you have it in the morning. Interesting. Sometimes they have it here in the cafeteria. Um, a morning thing, you say? Yeah. I picture it as a lunch thing. Uh, like it has like pork and. Oh well, you know, breakfast is like dim sum's like heavy, right? And dim sum's like for okay. breakfast. Right. All right, all right, um, so you're more cultured than I am. They have uh, what I call um, Chinese churros. Um, Are those Oreos? Churros. Oh. Chinese churros. Yeah. Yeah. But they're so, not Oreos. No. Oh. They're like fried like bread things yeah. that you have in, with your kanji. Yeah. Um, but they had like a bunch of different ones. Uh, the bread there is so good. I think just bread in America is just bad. <laughs> Whoa. Huge bombshell. What specifically about the bread? Um, the crust? Everything. It's just not fresh. Like if you have a pastry here and yeah. you have a pastry in like Europe, so much better in Europe. Anywhere really? in Europe. Anywhere? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Do you, when we went to London, didn't you see this? So I'll challenge a statement. Okay. Show me a better bagel than a Manhattan bagel. Well, bagel isn't bread. I guess it is. Ah, All right, I've, fine. I've got All you. Right. I know what you're saying about pastries. The, the only exclusion is <laughs> bagels. And maybe Except donuts. for bagels, yeah. I wonder how the cream cheese is in, in Europe. Probably really bad. You think? Well, I know in France they have some illegal cheese that I've always wanted to try. Why don't you take some back? I might. Hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, a uh, lot of good food in Hong Kong. I think that's the only thing to do in Hong Kong. Is so you had a Chinese churro, though, going back to the churro. Yeah, they're my, they're my favorite. And that was for dessert. 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 It was dessert after dinner. Dessert? No, it was for breakfast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Um, yeah, so uh, I really had a good time in Hong Kong. Yeah. N-I-N. Oh, good. Um, Maybe one day I'll go to Hong Kong. Yeah. Remember um, uh, the one of the random questions I um, posited to you? Good use of the word posited, yeah. Um, which was, if for one year you had to live in a different place oh, each I month. I remember this one. <laughs> What would be the 12 places you would live? What did I? I just made up some stuff. Yeah, I think you made up a lot of them. Like, made up the places. You're like, Narnia. (laughs) Disneyland. Uh, Candyland. Cool. So how was your three weeks? (laughs) What have I been doing? Oh, my golly gosh. Well, so I'll go back to the OpenGL thing, um, which is how I've been spending most of my time lately. So I'm reviving this personal project of mine that I had let simmer for like a year because I was busy with work stuff. But then I was like, well, I'll just like pick this up back up. Because I had, I don't know, I had time on my hands um, while I was uh, over, what am I saying? While I was free on Thanksgiving break because Christine had to work night shift. So I had like, I had some free time. So I was like, I'll pick this up. Um, And so I got stuck trying to debug why my FPS was so low. And so I reached out to Dr. Jonathan Michael Caldor, who hails from Michigan. Hail blue, go blue. And uh, he helped me out. He gave me some tips for how to how to optimize my FPS. Basically, I'm doing it completely wrong. Well, no. So there's like two ways to do it. Here's a little uh, preview for our listeners. If you're using old OpenGL, which is called immediate mode, like that's like a go straight to jail. Do not collect $200 if you pass go. If you're using newer OpenGL stuff, you can still write pretty bad code. 
especially code that copies over data from the CPU to the GPU every single frame, and especially if that data is not like uh, like normalized or like uh, you know uh, deduplicated or whatnot, which is what I'm doing right now. So it's like super slow. It's only like one frame every like two milliseconds, which I guess is like 500 frames a second, but it should be like 500 million frames a second because it's just like a few rectangles. So, anyways, um, he was helping me some of that. Um, so that's what I've been up to. Honestly, I try to think of other stuff I've been up to. Lots of code review, lots of like work stuff. Mm. Um, Thanksgiving with the family was a lot of fun, actually. Just get. Where'd you spend Thanksgiving? I spent it with in-laws, so I spent it with Christine's family. And in Queens? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we had a lot of fun. Thanksgiving dinner was amazing. It was fun to just get to see everyone, eat a lot of food, and then relax. You know how you have you have like the after Thanksgiving like nap where like you're just like ah. Uh, like full and you just like fall asleep on the couch watching football. Right. That's like the best, the best nap. And um, then you go for a run. <laughs> so I went for a run like two days later and I was still feeling the turkey and the mashed potatoes and oh, it was gross. Um, Do you play board games with your family? With their so team? yeah, so they know me as like the game person. So we always play games and we actually played a new game this time around. It was one uh, that my in-laws had brought with them trying to remember what specifically it was. It was sort of like, um, you've played Scategories. Uh, it was like the inverse of Scategories, where instead of trying to find a word that other people don't think of, you try and think of words that other people do think of. So it's yeah. like you try and converge on the same oh, word related to some, I don't know, question, topic, whatever. Um, it was, it wasn't like code names, on. right? What? You played code names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Played code names. Uh, that was my obsession for like the like past year. I have a new board game obsession now. Oh, um, with code names? Not with code names. Okay. Um, actually, I think Tamor turned me on to this. Uh, our friend Tamor. Well, yeah. Um, it's this game called Splendor. Have you played it? I have played Splendor. Uh, with the rubies? Yeah, so much fun. Really? Yeah, it's my new obsession. Uh, really? Yeah. This is so... I, I played it once and I was like, eh, I get the point. I like I didn't play it enough times to like really get it and like get the depth of the game. So you need four players. Okay, we had three. Yeah, you need four. Three is okay. I think four is optimal. Mm -hmm. um, so much fun. Uh, highly recommend it if you guys haven't played Splendor. Uh, What's I like what, what what kind of like strategies evolve? Like how interesting does it get? Because it seemed very grindy to us. Like oh, you get the more gems and then you get more gems and then you're done. Well, uh, so I like the the fact that it is one like resource based and two also like a little has a little bit of a deck building element to it. Yeah. Um, I I don't think you nerd. <laughs> I don't think you like that. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, that's what I like. Um, I do like the grindy type of games. So okay. if you, have you ever played like Dominion? Yeah, I was gonna mention Dominion yeah, actually. I like Dominion a lot. Seems like right up your alley. Um, I like Splendor. Uh, but the thing I don't like about board games, sure, I don't have the patience to learn new rules. Mm. Like I hate the hour of like, oh, we have to set this up. Oh, let's read the rule book. <laughs> I will just just jump head. Like I need to be really. I just need somebody who will set up the game, knows the rules already, and, and you just go and just go, and I'll okay. learn and figure it out, okay. and then they'll answer. They'll act as my oracle to answer any game <laughs> rule questions. But other than that. I'm, I do not have the patience to sit around and learn new rules. Well, I feel like that's one of the most fun parts of playing a new game is you get to like figure out how it's played. No, it's boring. <laughs> so uh, I thought of a cool killer app. I don't know if it exists already. I feel like it already does for Alexa, which is basically oh, the yeah. game rule yeah, you told me this, prison, yeah. right? Where you're just like, hey, Alexa, am I allowed to trade three sheep for one wood? A Catan reference, no yeah, less. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> to which she'll respond, uh, yeah. 
like I well mean, do you have like a, the port oh i meant to like mac yeah oh. oh oh i guess if you have the port yeah i guess you could the three to one as as our uh jimmy jobs dot me sponsor calls it the three to one power three to one power, power. interesting uh, so there's a big controversy about settlers of Catan, which is what do you name all the resources what do you mean so they have like alternate names and when I learned Whoa. the game, so when I played, I, I learned what? the game, how to play the game in like high school. I think one of our friends was like really into it. So we played a lot of it. And the names he taught us of the resources, like <laughs> okay. are not what normal people call it. Sheep. Sheep. Wheat. Wood. Wheat. Rock. No. Or stone. Brick. Brick. Or. or stone. Clay. Wait, where are you getting stone and clay from? What? <laughs> exactly. Right? Brick? Is brick supposed to be clay? Brick is clay. And stone is ore? Oh, ore is stone. And it's wheat, sheep, and wood? Wheat or grain. <laughs> Why would sheep you just wool. botch all the names? <laughs> wool, grain, what can we do for wood? Lumber? Oh, maybe lumber, it is lumber. Lumber or wood, yeah. 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 And I, I, had, I learned all the exact opposites. So the first time I like, <laughs> played it in grad school, people just thought I was trolling them like so hard. They're like, can you call them by the real name? I'm like, I am. I just I'm trying. I'm trying. I just learned the game improperly. Oh, that's I can't hilarious. help it. Um, yeah, so that's my Settlers of Catan story. I don't have as good of a story. I bet it's fun to play to Jimmy. It is really fun to play with Jimmy Jobs. I mean, he's a good settler. Actually, I don't think he's ever won while I've been present. All right, well, we're just about wrapping up the show here. Before we go, we do this every week. We like to talk about one new experience initiative that we experienced the past week. Mike? Uh, I went to Hong Kong. Nice. And I uh, actually recently just got a PlayStation 4, and I set it up and played the new Spider-Man. I have some thoughts on the PlayStation 4, in particular, why are the analog sticks like wood paper, sandpaper, whatever it's called? They're very tough, very gritty. I wish they were softer. But I now know what it's like to play PlayStation 4. Don't you have to break it in? Isn't that why? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. So 1 out of 10, how would you rate the PlayStation 4, and how would you rate the new Spider-Man game? So the controller, besides the sandpapery analog sticks, much better than PlayStation 3 controller. Spider-Man games, same exact game as what was out for the PS2 like 10 years ago. Like, honestly, pixel for pixel the same. Uh, we usually do a 1 to 10 rating. Yeah, I'll say they were the same game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> this has been Mac and Mike in the Morning. Uh, we'll give a, one last shout-out to our sponsors, mm. um, JimmyJobs.me. If you need movie quotes, if you need movie recommendations, if you need profile photos, Jimmy Jobs at me has you covered. Go there, check out the website. One of my favorite websites of all time. And our other sponsor, Dr. Jonathan Michael Caldor. Hails from Michigan. Go blue. Hail blue. Go blue. Oh, our last sponsor of the day, Dr. David Meisner. Oh, he's back. Podiatrist from Long Island. He's back. Yeah.